0: Hi and welcome everyone to CRM Rocks. Today's podcast will be about email marketing and with me today I have Lars Nilsson. Lars has been working with email marketing for over a decade and he's a manager for customer development at AppSys. Welcome Lars Nilsson. Thank you. How are you today?
1: I'm fine, you too.
0: I'm just fine, thank you. How did you get started with email marketing?
1: Yeah, well, when we started uh, Apsys, our product portfolio was actually uh, uh, several other uh, products for marketing online. But we started to send our own uh, newsletter. And as a new started company, we quite fast uh, noticed that email marketing works. After sending a couple of newsletters, we didn't have to call our prospect all the time. They started to call us too. And by coincidence, they, the company we bought the software for sending our own newsletter, they also had reseller license. So we thought this was a good idea to also start offering services for email marketing. And yeah, within a couple of years, one and a half, two years, this product was our main product it was growing extremely rapidly uh so it was quite easily to decide that this is the thing we should focus on and also start our uh, development of our own uh, platform
0: so if i'm in a similar situation and i'm trying out email marketing and i'm not sure if i should do it at all um do you think that i should go ahead and go with email marketing
1: I think so. Uh, it's uh, yeah. First of all, email marketing is maybe not the best way, f- or it's it is not the best way to find new contacts. But but we, when you have started to get uh, contacts, prospect maybe a couple of customers, uh, it's an extremely efficient way to maintain, maintain and nurture these uh, contacts, and to uh, what do you say, keep them interested about your services and keep them updated. Um, and you can also learn uh, very much about uh, your subscribers and what they are actually asking for. Uh, I would say our own uh, success also comes from what we learn from our uh, uh, email marketing by tracking what articles, uh, what types of content was mostly interesting for our subscribers.
0: But I have other uh, channels too that are... Perhaps demanding my attention. How can I pick and choose what's if, if email marketing is the correct channel for me?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, what do you say? Because at least what we can see, we have customers. I would say in all kinds of businesses, uh, B2C, B2B, uh, small, large. Uh, so I don't see that. Uh, what do you say? There is company who actually don't can make use of uh, email marketing. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, what do you say? Uh, of course, there's what do you say? Uh, different uh, needs for different uh, types of uh, businesses and industries. But uh, generally, I would say the the one who can make the best mix out of different channels uh, is the one who will win the game. Uh, we are not more, what do you say, religious ourselves than we also sometimes print things on uh, papers. Uh, uh, To give you an example, we had made a handbook about email marketing, uh, which you, of course, can download as a PDF from the website, but you can also go to a printed version uh, because sometimes paper actually works better than uh, digital media.
0: If I'm starting out and I have decided that, okay, I'm going to continue with my email marketing endeavors how, how can I go forward I've, I've drafted a couple of emails I've sent out one or two and I'm not sure how I'm doing
1: at all no I think it's hard to make a conclusion after just one or two mailings it's quite important to be persistent because we can see that repetition helps and I would say that uh, you should give it at least five or six uh, uh, sendings before uh, you, uh, what do you say, turn it down if you, for some reason, find out that this is not your channel. Because it takes some time to learn what your subscribers want to read about. We made several mistakes ourselves because it's very easy to look uh, at yourself and try to uh, thing and you think that things are which are happening in your business is the most interesting things at the moment, and you are maybe uh, proud of things that's happening within your business, and you try to tell that for to your subscribers. But uh, many times it's what do you say? Uh, it doesn't give them any value. So the most important thing thing is to analyze what type of articles, test different types of articles, and. Always think of uh, what kind of value do you give your subscribers, because you are trying to steal their time. So you have to give them uh, something that's valuable for them.
0: Okay, so if I'm really proud of something and I'm trying to tell that story, do I have to do it with a twist then? So
1: yeah, definitely. You need to, what do say, put it in the way of uh, uh, so the subscribers see a. Uh, point in it, for example uh, if we extend our support team, it's maybe not so valuable for the customer to know that suddenly we have 15 people that's to support, but if you phrase it that now you will give get faster support, then it's suddenly a value uh, for your uh, subscribers if they're uh, a customer of you
0: Okay, so I always have to ask them what's in it for me from their point
1: of view yeah I would say that's the most important but it sometimes that could be quite hard because uh, we made that mistake ourselves uh, several times because uh, for example when we started we did CEO marketing and <clears throat> we were accepted as a member of a um, organization within the industry and which has a very well uh, good uh, reputation so we were quite proud of that and we put that as the headline for one' uh, newsletter. Uh, But I think that's one of the lousiest top articles we have had ever. (laughs) And when you start to think about it, maybe that's something the uh, prospect or the customer would be interesting when he's at the the final step in his buying process and he's about to choose a supplier. But when he's just investigating the market, I don't think that's the first thing he's looking into.
0: Okay, so if you were to to tell a story like that what could you add to that story to make it interesting for probably
1: do you say make more clear that being a member of that organization you need a certain level of knowledge or something and uh, that actually uh, directly could create some kind of a value for the subscriber
0: so if I'm trying to use email marketing for my product or services and i'm focusing on I, i'm i'm doing something right now but it's just i just send them from outlook and i'm i'm not sure if anyone is actually responding to that email or clicking that or or how i'm doing so I, i'm not good at measuring the return on this mm. how do i start from there
1: i would look for a supplier like AppSys uh, because there you can get easy of use, uh, web-based tool where you, what do you say, can get uh, tools to uh, create your content, manage your subscribers, and uh, especially then also send the emails and get tracking on uh, so you can follow up your results. And uh, For many businesses, it's of course important to get all the positive result, uh, but uh, of course sometimes even the negative results, the mails which are not delivered, uh, can give you as uh, important input uh, as uh, the active ones. Uh, because if uh, an email address don't go through and it may be um, somebody at that company has stopped and uh, that's actually also a, <clears throat> a call to action, to call to see if there's a new person you need to speak to.
0: If I'm trying to nurture my customers through uh... A list and I I have a couple of contacts that I'm trying to make my, my customers what's important to focus on
1: of course it depending uh, very much on your business uh, but if I go uh, looking at our own business we see that <clears throat> sharing knowledge has been the key uh, factor to success try to uh, write interesting article about uh, email marketing and uh, things that's uh, surrounding that other f- types of internet marketing uh, so you actually <clears throat> show the customers that you know what you're doing and i think that idea is quite applicable on uh, many other industries as well
0: does it make any difference if i'm trying to sell a service or a product
1: no, I don't think so, because uh, if you uh, have a product, you need some, uh, what do you say, knowledge to uses, probably. And if you have a service, uh, you probably have a lot of knowledge to share. And I don't think you should be share, uh, scared of sharing knowledge, uh, because uh, if you show the subscriber that you are the guy who knows this uh, industry and this business, when he should choose a supplier, I think uh, you will be first in mind.
0: So, does it make any difference if I'm targeting customers or businesses? Business to consumer or business to business?
1: Depends on your own industry. And, but, of course, in what do you say, when it comes to consumers, it's of course more common that you want to drive traffic to your website or offline uh, stores or something similar. Uh, But also there it's quite important to have content that makes the subscribers active uh, because uh, one challenge with email marketing is what we call deliverability to get your emails through to all email clients and they are also looking at uh, the response rate and activity you have on your subscribers. So it's important to uh, have newsletters that people actually want to read and that there is something to read about in those newsletters. So, just sending uh, offers can, what do you say, um, cannibalize on your uh, email lists because if you get too low scores at the end, uh, you know, all these uh, web based email clients, they put up a lot of uh, different features to help you to sort your emails. And at the end, uh, you goes from the uh, what do you say uh, most and in primary inbox and then there is a scale down to at and the bottom you have the spam folder and that's not where you want to end up
0: <laughs> okay so that might be the case that i'm starting out and that's why i don't really know where i'm ending up
1: no that's a challenge because it's of course uh, that's what do you say um, made up on an individual level so one subscriber could be very active and there you end up in the primary inbox and one subscriber is not so active and at the end uh, that person's email from you will end up in the uh, maybe not the spam folder but the lowest category of uh, folders
0: is it a common scenario that people are starting out with emails today or are they already doing it or trying to revitalize their email marketing efforts today?
1: Mm, I would say it's. we still get new customers who is completely new to it, I would say. But it's of course not as common as it was uh, four or five years ago, most companies have now at least tried it in some way and uh, many times when they come to us they want to uh, lift it a uh, level and uh, make it a little bit more uh, professional than what they have done uh, before.
0: So is it important for me in my example where I'm just starting out to get a designer firm and really work on the design of the Email or should I more focus on the the content?
1: I think content is uh, always king, uh, but of course you should also consider the the design at least from the uh, what do you say? Not maybe not so much from graphical design, but a little bit on the basic layout, so you are sure that it works on all kinds of uh, devices uh, uh, because. That's the challenge, Uh, one of the challenges with email marketing compared to postal uh, marketing because the postal box looks the same everywhere. But the uh, program you use to read your emails, there is a lot of different versions and you have so many different uh, devices today, everything from your mobile to uh, very large screens on your computers.
0: So I have to consider if it fits or if it don't fits. How it is the scrolling, and if they don't download the pictures, how does it look to them then?
1: It's- yes, there is a lot of these practical things, and what uh, a thing that looks good on the computer maybe is impossible to read on your mobile phone. And for example, uh, a text link is perfect on the. Uh, in the computer because then you can actually have a call to action directly in the link but uh, when it comes to the mobile it's maybe better to have a big button where you actually because you click with your fingers on the mobile so there it has to be uh, you have to uh, Be more practical so to speak.
0: We were talking about other channels uh, before and, and you were talking about Postal now is that a common scenario that postal are opposing, like email marketing, or is it? I was thinking there was other digital channels that were, sort of, like Facebook, Twitter, that uh, were a com- competition for yeah. for my
1: no, marketing. I don't, I don't. I see them as complementary to email marketing. All of them because uh, they are. Probably good sources where you can uh, catch up new subscribers by having uh, things uh, speaking about. If you do postal campaigns, you can speak about your uh, newsletters. Uh, If you have things on your uh, Facebook page, you can have uh, sign up forms there. All these, what do you say, uh, points of contacts you have, you should try to mention that you also have a newsletter. Because the advantage, uh, the advantage with uh, newsletters compared to many other uh, social media channels is that you actually have full control of the content and you will know what's and to whom it's uh, spread. If you start to spread things uh, on other social media channels, it's uh, could be harder to control uh, the content and it can also be harder to measure the results.
0: Yeah, you mean like sharing? People share it, and and then you're not sure if you're in your target group anymore, and other people might see it. And
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And you 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 also would say need probably to share even more valuable offers or interesting content to get people to share it. Uh, so uh, there, you I think you have to work even harder with. Uh, What's in it for me? Uh,
0: Perhaps it has to be funny for people to share it. Also, then,
1: yeah, well, I think that's um, what. When you look at your Facebook page, that's definitely something that drives people to share things, uh, fun things. Is, uh, but it's hard to be funny. Uh, we have yeah, tried it. We have tried it sometimes in our own newsletters, and um, uh, we have done it. Uh, a couple of times, but it's it's very hard to be uh, funny. So.
0: All right. There are a lot of cute cat videos that are competing for your attention if you're trying to, to make it a viral video. Yeah, yeah. Do you consider emails as a social media?
1: Uh, definitely. I would say that was the first social media and still is the biggest one because uh, uh, there's actually send a lot more emails every day than and send one-to-one uh, because most of the email traffic is actually between two persons. Um, and so it's yeah it's definitely uh, uh the biggest channel and actually also social media I would say.
0: Is it important for me to to sort the targeting so I can really focus in on the groups So I can try to nurture these customers in a certain way and other customers in a different way that I've done my segmentation.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. The more information you have about your um, subscribers or customers, either things you ask them directly about uh, when they subscribe or if they have my profile page or something, or if you have... um, demographic information about them, you maybe have uh, buying behavior, uh, what do they uh, look for, search for you on the website. And everything that can help you to deliver more relevant content, of course, will uh, improve the result and both in numbers for your email marketing but also in the end for your business.
0: So if I'm segmenting really good, um, can I focus each email on each of the segments then? Is that an easy way to go with it?
1: Yeah, most most tools today have tools that help you to do, uh, what do you say, individual content uh, for the subscribers. And sometimes it could just be that you prioritize. You maybe have the same five articles, but you've put different, uh, ones at the top for different uh, persons and sometimes you maybe have the, more or less the same content you maybe just variate the header or something because uh, imagine you having a uh, <clears throat> some kind of industrial company and you're selling machines to them and your subscribers are everything from uh, CEOs to uh, CFOs and maybe CTOs uh and, uh, what do you say, introducing a new machine for the CEO is probably mostly interesting that you can make more money out of it. And uh, the CTO is maybe mostly interesting that it's easier to install or something. So by uh, just variating uh, the headline, you can probably uh, target your the different uh, persons within your target group too.
0: Okay, so you can set a dynamic just part of it so you're focusing on different areas but perhaps the main article is more or less the same then
1: yeah 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 because one of the challenges for many customers is of course to create a lot of content and the more things you can reuse uh, uh, yeah the easier it is
0: yeah when we're talking about content how how often should I go with it? If I'm starting out now and I have been sort of irregular, if I'm I'm not sure how often I want to go, and I've just sent when I've feel the need that I okay now I really have to send something.
1: Mm-hmm. I think uh, what do you say. One thing is that we see that the more regular you send, uh, it can actually help you. I think especially in the start. In the long run, I think it's most important that you always, what do you say, deliver something that's valuable, not just sending because you have to send a monthly newsletter or something. Uh, But uh, we can see that this, uh, what do you say, repetition uh, helps out. And uh, especially also, depending on what, if you tell the subscriber that this is a monthly newsletter or this is a quarterly newsletter and then they will expect to get a newsletter every month or uh, every quarter. So I think it's uh, quite important to set the expectations for the subscriber as early as possible so they know what uh, they will get. I think that also helps in the subscription process because then you know that, okay, this won't come every day or every week and maybe for some purpose we have clients who send more or less every day Uh, but then they're also telling the subscribers that when they uh, join this uh, newsletter list that this is a daily newsletter because otherwise it's uh, quite easy to uh, abuse your uh, subscribers if you send too often uh, if you can't keep up with uh, being so relevant so it's uh, relevant for the customer to get this information every day.
0: So that's talking about like what the recipients are expecting of me and yeah. that I have a continuity that I'm really consistent that if I say I'm going to send once a month then I'm going to send once a month or yeah I will have to produce content so I can send one a off.
1: Yes, uh, if you're starting up, I would recommend you to what do you say create a library of articles uh, so you always have a keep at least two or three articles for your coming two to three newsletters so you are not need to push yourself to create something in the last minute because then it's not always gets so good. Uh, and <clears throat> you can always have a number of articles and even if it's not the news of the month for you, it's probably the news of the month for your subscribers uh because in most cases they what your business is doing is probably just a part of what their business is doing uh so um it doesn't nearly uh it doesn't necessarily needs to be do uh, what is say the latest news always uh sometimes you get uh, What do you say? You you feel that this is old news, but it's maybe just because you are in your business and just focusing on that. For the other uh, subscribers, it's probably news uh, for most of them.
0: It doesn't have to be a bleeding edge to your own domain, but it will be news anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I think the most important is uh, actually to try to do some kind of. Uh, plans over the what editions you will do and try to uh, have some <clears throat> content in stock, so you uh, all, only can add one or two of the latest news, and then you have uh, some a base of articles that you always can use.
0: So, what are the pitfalls that I'm trying to avoid when I'm starting up here?
1: Uh, yeah, one of the things is, of course, this which we just spoke about that you don't have. Uh, what do you say? Good enough content, and then you just do something on the rush in the last minute. Um another thing is, of course, uh, not to what you say follow up on your uh, statistics and see when when it's most efficient for you to send. Uh, because we made that mistake ourselves in the early days, where because after a couple of editions, we saw that people were actually getting back to us. And uh, we learned quite fast that for us uh, mornings in the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was uh, the best days to send. But we had f- finished a newsletter on Friday afternoon and it, we were really proud of the content that we were uh, supplying uh, for this edition. And we were discussing ah, it, it can't be that big difference to send on a Friday afternoon than on a Tuesday morning. So we. Uh, we couldn't really stop ourselves uh, and wait until Tuesday morning. So we put it on send on Friday afternoon because we were eager to get uh, attention from our subscribers. But uh, that was a bad, bad, big mistake because uh, starting looking at what you yourself doing in Friday afternoon, either you have uh, a long to-do list that you want to finish before you go home or you maybe take off earlier. And then, when you arrive on Monday morning, uh, what do you do then? Then you want to start up the week. The first thing you do on Monday morning is not start out to read a number of newsletters. You are probably more focused on your own uh, business. <clears throat> the trick is, of course, to be at the top of the inbox uh, when the subscriber open his uh, email. And email is uh, what do you say? Or at least most people use it uh, in their wrong way. Uh, Think I only met one person during my twelve years in this business, uh, which actually sorted sorts her email. So she always has her oldest email at the top, and the new ones comes down in, in from bottom. Uh, most people uh, put the old newest one at the top, and the longer down uh, in the list, you get the less chance you have to be read. So uh, of course you want to. There at the p- at the timing when people open their inbox, at the top.
0: Hmm. Interesting that you think that that's the correct sort order because if you just install most email clients or subscribe online, that's not the default sorting order. The default sorting order is the newest at the top.
1: Yeah, 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 and that's what uh, everybody does. So if you don't get read uh, immediately uh, if you yeah. then you will move down to the bottom and at the bottom you won it will be harder to be noticed so it's it's very important to hit the, the right timing so you are uh, at the top of the list when they start to read their newsletters
0: yeah so if i'm finding out things here then so the day of the week and the time of the day Is important. All right, so that's one pitfall. And preparing my content in advance—that's another pitfall to to avoid. So I'm not rushing the content. So what's the next then?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, there's of course from this already from the start you should uh, what do you say maintain your uh, databases so you clean up from bounces and uh, keep track of people who opt out so you always have uh, a clean base and of course from new subscribers always, uh, what do you say, Uh, have their permission uh, in some way to uh, send to them. That's the most important.
0: Yeah, because the EU regulations on emailing someone that haven't approved for that, that's quite hard today, right?
1: Yeah, you have both uh, the legislation, but I would say the most important is actually that you don't get the good result from it. Uh, If you have a well-known brand, you will annoy people uh, by sending them uh, unsolicited emails uh, which they haven't subscribed to or given you permission to send, uh, so you can actually destroy your own brand if you have a well-known brand. So uh, We strongly uh, recommend our customers to build Uh, the databases on their own and uh, get permission from the subscriber even if it takes a little bit longer time it will pay off in the long run
0: so the next step was perhaps to always think about what's in it for the receiver yes do you have any other uh, mistakes that I want to avoid
1: yeah one could maybe be that you many times tend to treat uh, your content as what do you say, cheap, I mean not invest enough money in uh, creating the content, uh, but be- just because the channel and the distribution is uh, financially uh, efficient and doesn't so- cost so much, doesn't mean that you don't have to spend time and, and resources in and creating uh, good and correct uh, content. Uh, because when it comes to the content, it's more or less the same rules as for all other uh, marketing, uh, both that you have to spend resources in creating good and relevant, and uh, what do you say, texts, and uh, that you actually want to read, and it's of course also a legal perspective. So you have people who uh, write your texts who is aware of what you can and what you can't write uh, when it comes to uh, marketing uh, texts and. Uh, The perspective from marketing.
0: Yeah. So so this is marketing. So just because it's email marketing means that no, you can't just write whatever you want. Normal laws for marketing does still apply.
1: Yeah. 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 They are uh, like yeah. It's like any other marketing messages Uh, you write. You have to uh, think about the same rules and uh, take the same care. Uh, about text uh, in this uh, channel and this media
0: ok so how about building up my database with addresses how do uh, I go about that?
1: yeah that's probably <clears throat> one of the uh, largest uh, challenges when it comes to email marketing uh, very uh, many uh, customers get attempted to what say, like, for example purchase uh, lists because it's a very easy way to get uh, a good uh, or a big email list uh, but even if it's legally okay in many countries, uh, we can see that uh, it's uh, it doesn't work very well, uh, especially not if you have a well-known brand. Uh, you can take you take a very big risk by doing that because uh, just by uh, just because it's legal, it doesn't mean that all these companies, want to receive your uh, messages and your content. So you take a huge risk uh, by doing that and you, uh, what do you say, by damaging your domain and uh, so on uh, on the internet, uh, it can take you a very long time to get good uh, deliverability figures. So the best way of building an email list is uh, better to start small and uh, build it carefully by getting permission from all your subscribers so uh, actually when it comes to email marketing it's not what do you say uh, the number of email addresses that's the most important it's the number of good email addresses that's important
0: so that you have recipients that are active and click and open and yeah. interact with you
1: yes yes and uh, if you it's actually more or less common sense uh, you, don't, you just want to speak to them who wants to listen uh, and this is also the way you would build trust over time and uh, build your brand uh, in a good way because if you start to solicit people by sending them unsolicited e- email emails it will be people will be annoyed the the ethical and the rules on internet are actually harder than uh, the actual uh, legal uh, laws uh, so it's, it can uh, damage your brand uh, quite uh, hard
0: yeah meaning that people post things online on forums and stuff yeah. and and speak bad about you even though you have not done yeah, anything yeah that's illegal a big about.
1: risk and you also take the risk if people start to uh, do spam complaints uh about your emails uh you tend to uh, the risk is that you get blocked so you are not possible to send out your emails and that could actually also damage your what do you say general business emails so uh, uh it's you take a huge risk by doing that and once you have been uh, what is say in these spam uh get caught by Yeah, blacklisted, or you get uh, end up in the spam folder of the email, and so on. Uh, It's a very, very long way back uh, to get uh, uh, the possibility to get into the right uh, mailbox again.
0: Yeah, not just time wise, but perhaps reputation wise.
1: Yeah, 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 and also time wise because what do you say? You have to start with a because actually you need somebody who takes your email out from their spam box and move it to their inbox. Uh, so you more or less has to do that by sending, setting up a number of Gmail addresses and send to them and then start to move. Uh, so it looks like you're getting a good uh, reputation. Uh, but yeah, it, it can take uh, many, many mon- m- months to get that uh, reputation back.
0: Wow. They didn't even consider that.
1: No, it's, uh, what do you say, uh, many, thing, many many people, uh, what do you say, uh, compare email marketing with traditional direct marketing through postal campaigns uh, where you're many times used to just buy the number of email addresses uh, or the number of postal addresses that you want to send to and then they calculate uh, with X percentage of uh, return on that uh, but uh, unfortunately you can't do the same here. Uh, it's actually one of the most important parts actually to build and create uh, a list which with subscribers who actually trust and want your content. Uh, but on the other hand, if you do that in a good way, uh, it's a very a very efficient and cost-efficient uh, channel to work with uh, from many perspectives. Uh, not at least that you actually very fast can measure uh, and see uh, the reactions which means that you can actually do test sendings uh, just before every mailing to actually see uh, is this or this the right subject line uh, and so on so uh, which if you should do that with a postal campaign it will take weeks for you to see the result and then uh, you have then uh, to go ahead with a real campaign so
0: Okay, like A/B testing, you test version A against version B, and the one with most open or most clicks will get sent to the rest.
1: Yeah, 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 and there you can actually see quite amazing results. And uh, the funny thing is that it's uh, what do you say—it's not always what you expect, uh, which are the. Uh, best, uh, will be the best success. I have a quite funny story with a traveling agency who were about to have a campaign for uh, some trips in uh, uh, later uh, the same year. And it was uh, some trips during the winter. Uh, So they, at the end of the summer, they were doing a mailing and they tried Three different top images, uh, one was from a very nice beach with uh, clear blue water and blue sky and sun and everything. Then you had a rainy day in uh, <coughs> Copenhagen, and finally you have uh, the third I- top image was from Iceland with uh, just ice and an igloo or something. It was really, really a lot of snow. Do we you know which image of these three which sold most trips?
0: no. That, that's a hard one I, I would have to guess with the, the sunny beaches
1: yeah and I think that's if a, a marketeer had to pick one of the three images I think 99% of marketeers would pick that image but it was actually the snow and the igloo who sold uh, I don't remember exact figures but it was a significant amount of more uh, bookings uh, on the email with that image, than the other two ones, and I don't think there was would have been many marketeers who had dared to take the risk to without testing and using that image uh, for all their uh, emails.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, do you go go? Do you go psychological with this and try to explain why that is, so you uh, can take it uh, to the next email market campaign? That so you some, know.
1: Yeah, some things you probably can learn from time to time to improve your newsletters, but I think a thing like this is probably uh, there's <clears throat> so many factors that um, count into uh, a thing like this, so. I'm not 100% sure that the next time they do a a similar campaign that this would be the right picture to have at the top. But uh, with email marketing, they don't have to think about things like that. They can actually test this every time because you can actually, you have the result within 24 hours and you don't have to um, take a chance on which one uh, should be the best. So uh, I think that's one of the biggest advantages with email marketing that you so easily can test and see the results and um, you don't so you don't actually have to change, chan, take a chance on what is the best best version uh, of something
0: yeah and yeah. that's interesting because in this case it was actually a yeah. b and c testing at yeah. the same time testing free versions and the one mm. that's most popular send that to the rest yeah yeah all right, so if I'm trying to, to make calculations here on how I can get return on my investment, how do I do that then?
1: Yeah, it's uh, what you say depends, of course, on how your business is set up. If you have a uh, web shop and e commerce, uh, then it's, of course, very easy to uh, actually measure how much sales you have uh, in your uh, web shop. Uh, Otherwise, you maybe should set uh, some other goals, uh, number of uh, clicks or open rate. I think the most important is to set uh, some kind of goals uh, or decide which KPIs you should use and then measure them over time because um, it's quite hard to measure, uh, compare different um, companies or so on even if there exist reports on the net where you can compare yourself, because it's so there's so many things that depends. It depends on how long you have had your list, uh, how you have built it up, and so on. So, I would say the most important is actually to compare your own figures over time and see uh, that you actually improve. And uh, yeah, by measuring and comparing open rate and click rates, uh, you can actually see what's working and what's not working for your case.
0: So is it possible if I have a page where I'm selling services or product that I can see that this campaign, this email blast was the one that generated five of these sales?
1: Yeah, you can uh, connect it uh, so you can measure the direct uh, return on investment if you have Uh, what do you say? If uh, what do you say? People can what say buy something on the website, but it could also be if you're what do you say? Not have direct sales, you maybe have a a page where you can download a white paper with more information about the topic, or you can book a demo or something, and you have some kind of action you can measure, then you can connect that uh, to the statistics of the newsletter and actually see what. your newsletter actually is creating uh, a number of book tamers or uh, downloading or whatever it could be.
0: Is it harder if I'm just trying to build my brand through this email marketing to try to calculate on the return for that?
1: Um, yeah, of course it's harder if you just use it for uh, branding uh, but um, uh, somehow you probably have some kind of Uh, things in your business where you can uh, which you can measure and you can then compare over time if um, you start with this newsletter and then you see this uh, uh, thing you want to measure if that goes up and down uh, there is probably a correlation uh, between your activities.
0: Are there any markets where um, should perhaps try to avoid email marketing or not take this as the first option?
1: Uh, you mean uh, by industry or by geogra- uh, geographically?
0: Yeah, either if you have any no-go's or something like that.
1: Not that strikes me so straight away. Uh, I think you can yeah, use it more or less for uh, every kind of industry or market. Uh, I can't really find anything straight away that um, there has been in the past, but today, uh, or I wouldn't say that there has. There was industries that had it more difficult uh, in the past. Uh, and in, if you combine those industries, it was really difficult. I had a company, a customer who was uh, a medical company, and since there was a lot of spam about uh, special medical treatments for men, yeah, uh, uh, and they were also going to the stock and change market. So in their uh, newsletters, they wrote, write, wrote a lot about medical and drugs, and then they also uh, had articles about uh, how the their. Uh, results was going on the stock exchange market and so on, and that was uh, also financial. And uh, there was, a, for a couple of years, there was a lot of spam <coughs> regarding financial things. Uh, and at that time, a couple of years ago, the fa- spam filters was mostly focusing on uh, uh, wordings. Uh, if uh, newsletter contained a word that was was or w- similar to. Uh, one of these uh, medicines, or if it was uh, containing uh, financial words, it could be very hard to get uh, through with your emails. And uh, that combination—medical uh, company and financial information—that showed it turned out to be a very, very hard <laughs> mix. Uh, but uh, luckily, today uh, email filters are smarter and working in a smarter way. So actually, your content is not, uh, what do you say, Uh, it's not that uh, difficult uh, today. Uh, It's more (coughs) your reputation as a sender and maybe in some cases, uh, what do you say, what they still look at a little bit is the uh, mix of uh, images and texts. So, you say you can't send out newsletters with just images, you need to combine it with uh, text in HTML uh, so, so you can actually and that's also give you the advantage to uh, for many people don't see the images immediately, you know you have to click uh, download or view images from the newsletter uh, but uh, if you just have them, have the images, people won't see anything before they have done that but if you have a combination of uh, text and images in your newsletters. People can at least read the text before they uh, show, uh, click on show images.
0: Hmm. That's really nice. And then you have to consider that actually when you're designing the email so you know it looks good, even though without images. So people will perhaps just make a short preview, make sure that it isn't actual spam before mm. they click yep, and... Yep download the images
1: yeah yeah so it's actually also important to have that text quite high up in the newsletter because if you block the top of the image or the newsletter with the big image uh, then they won't see anything uh, if in the preview window because many people just start to read their emails in the preview window of their email program so
0: yeah and back that go back to the smaller devices too if you have like a phone that's not that mm. big of a screen size oh. Oh. and you have this preview on there and they're like yep, yeah, that's just more or less empty on the first you have to scroll, scroll, scroll to see yeah. something
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, and just look into a white page isn't very funny so.
0: interesting so um, do you feel that we have missed anything today Lars?
1: no, I think we have at least covered all the uh, basic stuff when it comes to email marketing, so it's uh, just to get started, to plan your, uh, uh, what do you say, your schedule of uh, editions and start to write your articles and then send and measure and follow up and see what you're go- making good and then try to make that uh, better and better over the time.
0: Yeah. I noticed here that on your homepage you have this uh, happy halloween the worst email mistakes that one can make mm. <laughs> and 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 one of the the first one on on halloween was don't email the dead
1: no no that's uh, what do you say uh, keep your uh, keep track of your uh, email lists when you have been sending for a longer period um check if there is Uh, people who haven't opened their emails for uh, maybe 12 months or something uh, or 12 to 18 months, I would say, uh, then they are probably not interested in in your emails anymore. So uh, continuously clean up your email address lists, uh, so you don't continue to send um, to old, very old email addresses. That's inactive Uh, because you also take a risk there uh, one is, of course, if it's uh, that bad that the person has died, you, you risk to abuse their uh, relatives. But uh, the most, more important, from your at least from your own perspective, is that if it's an old email address that's uh, not active anymore, uh, there is uh, spam uh, companies who are uh, collecting these email addresses and domains, and then the put them in quarantine maybe for 6 to 12 months and if somebody still uses that uh, after longer term time on this they uh, you could be trapped in their uh, spam filters because uh, they collect these email addresses and give them uh, they call it spam traps so if people continue to use email addresses that hasn't been in active for a very long time. That shows that you don't have track of your subscribers and and know which ones are active or not. so.
0: Should you automatically like if they haven't engaged with you in say 12 months, do you let them off then?
1: Yeah, I would recommend uh, at least after 18 months but probably already after 12 months. So if they haven't, if you let's say you send, send every months you have sent them 12 editions of your newsletter and they haven't cared to open one single of them, then they are probably not so interested in your communication. So maybe uh, the first step should be just try to change something in the subject line or something. But if that doesn't uh, help after two or three mailings, I would uh, actually delete them because then they are most probably inactive or
0: if they feel that this is really interesting, where should I go next?
1: Maybe I'm not an object in this case, but I would recommend them to go to appsys.com. There's a huge library of um, articles about email marketing, uh, which can give them a lot of uh, tips and ideas. And they can also download our handbook for uh, email marketers, where they get all the basics within email marketing. Everything from how to create a good email list to uh, what they should consider when they design their uh, newsletter and write their articles.
0: Thank you for participation in CRM Rocks Lars. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening and don't forget that you can comment on CRM See you next time on CRM Rocks.